and welcome to Riverdale High AV Club. I'm Ezra. I'm Megan. And we are here to bring you all things Archie. And do you know what this episode is, Ezra? I don't know. What's this episode, Megan? This is 50. What? Yeah. I love that movie. Wait, no, that's not that movie. That's <laughs> that's crazy, man. This is 50 already? This is 50. I know. You might think we should be doing some kind of celebration. But 50 and our one year are very close together. So yeah. We're just going to keep it probably the we're gonna one year. We're going to keep this light and breezy. And mm-hmm. then we're going to have a big fucking blowout on our anniversary. Quite literally. We're going to hire years, a car. Though, oh, I was Not <laughs> in real life because of COVID. Right. I don't know where we're y'all just... are, but in the U.S., it sucks. It's real bad. Especially our great. state. Yeah. Nope. We're all shutting down. best efforts. So you know what's great, though, is that you can listen to a podcast from the safety of your own home, and in this podcast, all we talk about is Archie, our favorite boy. And with our amazing uh, skills of wordplay, we can take you to continents and (laughs) isles undreamed. So buckle up, dear listener. I really wish I had an Archie abroad to segue into, but I don't, because that was the perfect setup. I mean, that's basically, like, save we can that. segue, yeah. What? Stop I was just gonna say we can, right when I talk to you. I was going to say we can segue that into anything we want, and I will drink coffee when I'm thirsty for coffee. <laughs> okay, you're like, we can segue that into anything, and by we, I mean you, because I'm drinking this coffee. Well, I was trying to give you space to talk, so what do you got? What's this shit? No, I'm kidding. Um, yes, yeah. it is some shit. No, I'm sure it's not. What is uh, it? No. What I have today that I'll just jump right into is a new segment. Ooh. And um, I had a name for it that I forgot. What was the name I had for Oh, Totally Teens. Ooh. Okay. Okay. So It's like an early 2000s segment, Disney show. I will highlight some of the many Archie comics in which... The gang is just totally relevant and cool teens that I'm sure all <laughs> teens everywhere can relate to. Okay, I'm excited for this. Because they are totally teens. Definitely human teenagers. And now, wait, let me just get up and uh, turn this chair around backwards. Oh, and there she is. sit down, yep, backwards her, her on the chair. Her hat is sideways now And uh, as well. just going to turn the brim of my cap, my recording cap that, She's of course, I always wear. Also turned her headphones sideways. It's just... <laughs> I don't know how she can hear me. To a jaunty angle. What what did you say? (laughs) So she's ready to uh, be. So now I'm ready to talk to the kids, Mm -hmm. those youths. Oh, I see you have a skateboard poking out of your backpack. (laughs) (laughs) I thought you were gonna say my back pocket. Oh, that would be great. That would be good. No, remember those little skateboards for your fingers? Oh, tech decks. Fuck yeah, dude. (laughs) I got one of those. You got? Yeah, you do. All the cool uh-huh. teens have tech decks. Yes. Okay, so what's the gang up to? Yeah. Now, this is Archie in Rumble Fumble. Another Rumble Fumble. great title. Yeah. Okay. And this is an old school Archie. That could mean like seven different things happen in this uh-huh. story. And it's not really relevant either to what okay, cool. does happen. So I'm sorry, what, what was um, that last bit? So this is a bit of an oldie. Oh, okay. Because this is some of that classic... Harry Lucy art. Oh, okay. Very nice. That classic Harry Lucy. It does not say the writer, because of course not. Very rarely. So we open on 
Betty and Veronica. Mm -hmm. Veronica wearing quite a sassy, furry red sweater. Oh. I'm very into. Yeah, dude. I love a fuzzy sweater. Mm-hmm. Looks very soft. And they're looking on as Archie, Reggie, and Jughead discuss names. Uh, we baby see names. Archie and Reggie saying back and forth, the Blue Devils, the Pirates, the Rogues, the Ravens. God. Starting like a sports team. And Jughead chimes in, the Purple Platypuses. What the fuck? To which... The other boys are both shocked and horrified. He says, well, it makes you think. And well, then Betty's like, thinking is what they're trying to avoid, Juggy. Jesus Christ. What is happening already? Like, Reggie's like, what does that mean? And Betty says, I assume you're forming a gang. Whoa. <laughs> yeah, totally normal assumption to make. Common Riverdale pastime is gang forming. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Archie says, it's a social club. Oh. And Veronica says, social club, my Aunt Fanny. You'll have black leather jackets. Uh, yes. <laughs> Betty says, with the club name on the back. To which Reggie responds, Natch. Oh. Oh, wait, like naturally. Yeah. I thought that was like, no. <laughs> Betty's like, you mean like that club across town? The dragons. Oh, damn, not the serpents. And then they say, um, maybe we could suggest a few names. How about the scared rabbits or the <laughs> yellow streaks? Oh, damn. And then Betty and Veronica walk away, uh except Reggie and Archie are so enraged by this, they chase them down. Holy yelling, shit. Hey, With baseball what are you bats. insinuating? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, basically. Christ, um, all right. I mean, they do chase the women a lot. <laughs> they do, especially in these, like, 50s era. Constant chasing. So Betty is like, this is some stupid bullshit you're doing because it's just going to turn into one-upping each other. Now imagine this. Big Moose beats up a dragon for talking to Midge. So then the dragons send five guys over to take care of Big Moose. And then you guys have to send ten guys over to even the score. And then... Where are they getting all these guys? I don't know. Just but get she ten says, dudes. She, she ends the rant, the rant with, So you end up staring into the TV cameras like those beetle brains in the big cities as you're being hustled into police headquarters. Whoa, alright. That's... Veronica wow, what is was happening when they wrote this? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Clearly, this was a big issue at the time. The warriors had just come out and everyone was really scared. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And they're like, the boys are like, uh, no, we won't do that. And they're like, oh, yes, of course. You'll be the exception. <laughs> like we said, the yellow streaks. God. <laughs> and then Archie says, what's so cowardly about a gang? And, um... Betty says, a gang isn't a coward. A gang is a strong, tough, courageous unit Whoa. that's composed of cowards. Whoa. Too scared to face life alone. Whoa, Betty, that's harsh, man. Yeah. Actually. That's where you that lost last, me. That last sentence is from Veronica. Oh. <laughs> so Veronica chimes in to, uh, I guess, slam dunk it. I guess, yeah. It's like so set and spike, man. Fuck. <laughs> they walk away. This time they're not chased. And they're like, we gotta stop these idiots from forming a gang. Yeah. <laughs> Betty's solution. We'll form our own gang. I fucking knew it. An all-female anti-gang gang. So it's not a gang, then. It's like a charity organization. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
if it's an anti-gang gang, that's being like, we're the anti-mafia mafia. <laughs> the junior chamber. <laughs> yeah. uh, she says, let's round up all the girls. We'll show those boys what organization really is. Oh, boy. All which right. Which is quite a line. Yeah. So we cut to next week. We see Archie and Reggie, and they are wearing... They're, like, normal dude pants. Archie's got those, like, orange plaid pants he wore a lot in the 50s. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Normal Topped dude pants. Topped off with a sick leather jacket. Of course. <laughs> it looks ridiculous. Just hopped out of his jalopy, I'm sure. And this is a Reggie also that has a razor straight part, hair totally slicked oh, down. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. They're walking around admiring their jackets, but what do they see? It's Betty and Veronica, also wearing leather jackets. Oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> Are you gonna do, guys? I don't know what so that was. So they're voice like, is, oh, but... you changed your mind about gangs, huh? Now you're our gang groupies. <laughs> and they're like, yeah, you boys convinced us every girl in school is in our gang. And Archie says, what sort of gang is it? And Betty says, it's a gang dedicated to the proposition that no leather jacket lunkhead gets a date. Oh. Very so specific. all of the girls in school have banded together and agreed to not date any dude with a leather jacket. I like that and it's since not all just... all gang members have to wear leather jackets exactly. at all times. It's <laughs> exactly where I was going with it. I like that it's not just gang members. <laughs> it's just anyone wearing a leather jacket. Yeah. I know. Fuck Tommy, uh, who's actually got a motorcycle, I guess. No, he just needs to die. Yeah. Um, Archie's horrified, stammers, n -n 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 no dates. Oh my god. Veronica says, nope, not until you shed those skins and disband. I've literally been going on dates nonstop since I was six, Archie says. And then we cut to the final panel, where Betty and Veronica are standing in front of all the boys in town lined up, oh. each one of them taking off their leather jacket oh. and handing it to the girl. Betty says, going. divided they fall. And Veronica says, that's the way I like my men, disorganized. Whoa. As right. Archie sadly walks away. Living in the wrong country, then. <laughs> it's very weird vibe. That's that totally wild, is man. how teens act. Yeah. <laughs> I remember now, all those times that the girls formed rival gangs because they didn't want the boys to be in a gang? Is that yeah, it? Yeah, before we move on, can we just talk about each of our own experiences in high school when we yes. did try to form a gang? Well, yeah, of but course. But all the girls stopped us from forming a gang at threat of no dates. Because yeah. obviously girls can't be in gangs unless they're anti-gang gangs. Right. Well, I mean, what do you call the pink ladies, Megan? We've all seen Greece. <laughs> well, they don't wear leather jackets, though. They wear, like, pink silk jackets. Right, because they're an anti-gang gang. <laughs> yeah. Right, yeah. Greece is a lie. Yeah. Um, I mean, uh, you know about my high school gang, uh, the Yu-Gangos, where we are all themed after a different Yu-Gi-Oh character. Oh, um, yeah. Well, yeah. we all know the... I think every high school had a branch of the U-Gangos. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yes. And we all had those big dual discs that we refused to take <laughs> off in class. We were the real bad boys, And then boys, the teacher man. was like, Ezra, can you answer this question? And you were like, I challenge you to a do 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 duel <laughs> And they're like, Ezra, what time is it? And I'm like, it's time to duel. And then I would like, heel... Wait, heel walk? Moon walk out of class. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no, man, the Yu-Gangos were some uh, 
tough customers. They were uh, pretty hard dudes. Now, who was your high school gang again, Megan? It was Was the... that the Broken Boys? <laughs> the Broken Boys. No, no, it was the Red Rose Bandits. Oh, no, yes. We would just break into the flower store, and we would actually leave Red Roses as, oh, like, a sign. And we would take all the money in the cash register, of course. Oh, oh, oh so you did just steal <laughs> we did from steal, stores. Yeah. I thought you were going to just be like, we left no, them no. more roses than they had to start. Well, we did do that, but we did take the money also. I mean, hey, you are bandits. Like, it's in the but name. Yeah, we're not like the Red Rose, I don't know, gentlemen. What's the statute of limitations <laughs> on breaking and entering? Uh, it's whatever amount of time it's been since yeah. I was in high school. Yeah. It's been a lot of years since I was in high school, guys. Yeah. I'm super old. <laughs> so ancient. So much older than Betty and Veronica will ever be. I thought you were going to say R, and I'm like, I don't know, technically you could say. But I mean, no, I'm not 80, age. but no. I'm not 18 either. Yeah, exactly. It's like uh, Bart Simpson. I'm older mm-hmm. and younger than him. Yeah, reasonable. Speaking of people that I'm younger than, oh, I have a, a new installment. I've ever heard one. It technically counts. Um, nice. <laughs> I have another installment of Rivers of Laughter. Yes. Wait, wait. Ha, 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 ha. Rivers of Laughter, the creators of Archie Comics. (laughs) (laughs) I still love the intro. It's my favorite. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So yeah, after I know that we did one. It's been it's been a week or so. um, But last time. Like, right after we finished that episode, I got so inspired uh, by one of the people we actually mentioned in the episode that I just sat down and wrote down an entire another Rivers of Laughter, and I really wanted to talk about it. So this is the segment where uh, every time we're going to dive into the life and work of another seminal creator, writer, artist, what have you, at Archie Comics. A badass. Now, if Archie Comics creators were a gang, I think they would be called the Arch Boys. Mmm, I like that. Or I like that. Archie's gals. Ooh, Archinators <laughs> is ba- is not bad. What about the the Arch Nemeses? Oh, I like that. That's pretty good. All right. Aren't um, you glad we're here? <laughs> <laughs> Arch, no, you glad we're, we're doing puns. this podcast? Um, <laughs> so yeah, um, the person that I have brought to talk about today, um, so you excited. actually mentioned him. Um, we've talked about him briefly before, but this is Seymour. Uh, no, <laughs> Seymour Wright. Uh, Seymour Victory Wright goes by Cy. Oh, I was yeah. like, I've never mentioned this person in my life. Yeah, Cy Wright is who we got here. Okay, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, so he was born in New York City on the 11th of November, 1918, which is Armistice Day, like the actual day that World War One ended, thus his middle name, Seymour Victory Wright. Oh, oh, wow. Yeah, he attended- I was so hung up on the Seymour, I didn't even notice that his middle name was Victory. I know. What a fucking win. I know, Damn. literally born the day World War One ended, like how fucking- anyway. Um, cool. I know. He attended DeWitt Clinton High School and NYU, where he was doing, you know, just comics for various college magazines. Yeah. 
at NYU, he met a young man named William Wool- Woolfolk, like W-O-O-L-F-O-L-K, Woolfolk. Okay, Woolfolk. Yeah, William Woolfolk, who he later introduced his, introduced to his bosses, Eisner and Iger. Um, I don't know if those names From mean Disney? anything. Disney? Uh, yeah. Uh, well, Jerry Eisner did a whole bunch of other stuff, but that's a lot of where he's known from. Or yeah. rather, actually, I have more on that later. Different person, same Eisner, if that makes sense. We'll get to it. it it's just a few, It's just okay. a few paragraphs down. Anyway. Okay. Um, he introduced Wolfolk to his bosses, Eisner and Iger. I, Eisner created The Spirit, the comic. Oh, for, okay. Yeah, there's a huge thing. Um, Wolfolk actually went on to be a writer for... DC, he worked on Batman and Superman, uh, Fawcett awesome. Comics, working on Captain Marvel, Police Comics, working on Plastic Man, Timely Comics, working on Captain America and Submariner. Like, so he had a lot of early laying down. Yeah. And after he graduated, after Seymour graduated from New York University, he was hired by Fleischer Studios to do 25, for $25 a week at the age of 19. And Fleischer Studios, you would know from their characters Coco the Clown and Betty Boop. Oh, I don't know who Coco the Clown is. He was, uh, like, an early, early character of theirs. Um, yeah, like, there's some spooky-ass old shorts of his that are very yeah. disturbing in the same way those Betty Boop ones oh, are. Oh, yeah, we definitely talked about those before. I think we did. That, like, old um, man on the mountain or whatever. Yes, yes, exactly. So he was working for them um, at 19. It was about, like, $400 a week in today's money, which oh, I wow. don't know I don't know the rates for, like, animators and cartoonists, but that seemed pretty good for a 19-year-old guy. Yeah. And, yeah, so he was... Artists out there, tell us. Yeah, is that a good yes, please. Was he getting screwed? He moved to the Miami studios uh, for Fleischer as an in-betweener, which meant that he would create all the transition frames um, between the key frames of oh, animation. Oh, okay. Yeah, so if they... I don't know how much you know about animation. I learned a little bit. But they've I got, like... a lot. Yeah, they've got, like, key frames where it'll be, like, a big thing happening. And then, basically, mm-hmm. they've just got one or several people drawing all the frames that move between the keyframes. That makes sense. And so that was what Seymour was doing. Yeah. He also worked on the 1939 animated film called uh, Gulliver's Travels. And I've heard of because that. of that, yeah, he became a gag writer for Popeye and Betty Boop. Oh. Yeah. So, so he, he moved into writing from. It art. looks like it. That's so interesting the way, like, like, I get so interested with these Archie comics. Like, so many writers and artists are the same, you know? Mm-hmm. So, I feel like... So it's always like, did you start with one and then move into both? Or did you always do both? Right. Well, I feel like part of that might have been the call for, like, a kind of jack-of-all-trades in the industry, because that that's way true. you only had to pay one person to do the work of three. Yeah, like, that's great. You know? American capitalism. Love it. <laughs> yeah. So good. Okay, so here uh, is what you were wondering about. So during this time, he yeah. worked anonymously with Jerry Iger for the Fiction House label. Um, and Jerry Iger was a close friend, ooh, <laughs> close friend of biz- and business partner of Jerry Eisner, who is a creator of The Spirit and the namesake of the Eisner Awards, which are like the comic book huh. Oscars. Oh. Um, and Jerry Iger was the great uncle of future Walt Disney Company CEO Bob Iger. Okay, that's what I was thinking of. Yeah, I think I was that like, Bob Iger's a name I know. Yeah, so that I watched that was the Defunct relation. Land, the YouTube channel. <laughs> Check, Check it, it out. out; it's so good. 
<laughs> Plug with any it bit. Was actually during this time when he was working for Fleischer and Eisner, uh, that he and another fellow animator, Joe Oriolo, created the character Casper the Friendly Ghost for a oh, children's what? book. Yeah. Great. Um, the comic world is so small. It's really crazy, man. Um, There's they like produced... eight companies that everybody has worked at all of them all the time. Seriously, like, if you did comics in most of comic history in America, you probably, <laughs> like, knew yeah. everyone who was in there. It's craziness. Um, it's like, they oh, made... let me call old Bob over at Timely. <laughs> Seriously. We'll get his inker to come do our thing. I don't know. Yeah. They produced two more books of uh, Casper, like, of that character yeah. um, before Oriolo sold the rights. Um, but Making I, the world even smaller. I pulled a quote that Wright had about, like, having sold the rights, and he was incredibly philosophical about his lost millions. <laughs> um, he actually yeah. said, I'm not mourning or grieving over what I might have lost with Casper. It was fun. Oh, um, wow. Yeah. Um, this is one where I get kind of lost in the weeds, but I just had to talk about this because it was such a cool chapter of uh, history and also specifically Seymour's history. So, yeah. as most men alive in America, he was drafted into World War II, into the U.S. Army. Yeah. But instead, he was actually placed into the Air Force Camouflage Unit. Have you heard of this? No. You you might have heard some of these stories, but I, I like, went crazy on my research. So, yeah. this is one of the most interesting parts. He and his unit, or the camouflage unit, were tacked with, tasked with defending the West Coast from, like, a very much feared Japanese invasion. So, we can't be sure, but it's really likely that Seymour Wright ended up working at Lockheed, um, which was a U.S. aerospace company, and they had a location out in Burbank. And so what they did is, under the direction of a Colonel John F. Omer, uh, like Homer without it, with the H and the O switched, huh. um, yeah. the, he camouflaged the entire 26-acre factory. Like, they got artists, what? set designers, painters um, from the nearby movie studios, and they drew inspiration from Britain making those little fake towns and air airfields. Um, yeah. during the Battle of Britain to kind of draw fire. So they built, well, they took airfields and parking lots and they painted them green and they lined them with plants and netting and fake trees and they made, covered the whole factory itself with this massive canopy of chicken wire, um, <laughs> and painted help? canvas to blend it into the surrounding oh. area. Fake trees were wow. put up with spray painted feathers standing in for leaves complete with dead and dying like brown leaves um underneath like the ground underneath the plant they built this giant system of walkways so people could move around without having to come up um That's the wild. whole operation was really successful and the unit traveled up and down the coast they performed the same operation on 34 different factories you can find pictures of this shit online. It's amazing. Yeah. Uh, some factories were disguised with entire fake neighborhoods built on top, complete with roads, houses, telegraph poles, sidewalks, like all of this just built on top of a factory. It's insane. That's fucking wild. And so after he did this, he wound up in Europe working on maps, photo presentations, and other such reports that actually went directly to Eisenhower himself. 
Damn. I know. Then, after the war, this is when he began the cartoon work that we know him for, which was Archie and Little Lulu. Um, and Little he also- Lulu! I know, Little Lulu is the fucking best. Um, and after the war, he also actually wrote some gags for the animated Casper shorts, which I felt was nice that he actually yeah. got to work on that some. Um, he did some writing for the live action Captain Kangaroo, which I forgot was a thing. Oh. Yeah. Um, he says that Archie was his, like, longest stint as a comic book artist and writer, though. Yeah. He worked under Harry Shorten first, and then later Richard Goldwater. And he was there for the beginning of Life with Archie, Archie's Madhouse, and Archie's Joke Book. And Life with Archie is where we read his, uh, the one I covered a couple weeks ago was yeah. the Haunted Mulberry House one, right? Yeah, the- and I believe that was written by Seymour. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then in the late 50s, he was working on uh, Cosmo the Merry Mar- Martian with Bob White. Um, nice. Which is where we first learned about him. He was doing the scripts to Bob White's art. And then by uh, the also within the 50s, he was writing and publishing for the Bank Street College of Education. Uh, and he did scripts and things like that for industrial films and radio shows. By the end of the 50s, he had started to work... Uh, with Mad Magazine. And so it seems like he was primarily a writer at this point. It seems like a lot of the yeah. writing, mainly. Yeah, like he did some art in there, but it seems like most of his career was the writing. It was yeah. interesting. I can think of, like, like Archie Comics puts out a lot of uh, compilations of artists. I guess are they all artist writers? You know, like, they'll be like, Bob Montana, did he write in? I don't know. I, I, I think... I think there was probably a lot of crossover with a lot of the people there, but I don't know. It's like the one I pulled today was from a Harry Lucy, like, compilation book that right. they released. And so, I guess he could have written that, too. I, I mean, it's like the, artist, but. the Katie Keene, right? Because that was all Bill Woggins. Like, he did all the art and the writing and all that stuff. Yeah. You know? I think it honestly I maybe depends on... I don't know. Yeah, it might depend on the dude, might depend on who the (laughs) editor. You all right? (laughs) Your face is very good. My chair just went backwards. It's got like a thing. I always blame Maddie for it. (laughs) Okay, I'm okay. Okay. Let's talk about comics. Um... I don't even remember what I was saying. Oh, no, you're good. Yeah, it might be also like different editors. Um, yeah. like to spread it out the work the That's more. That's true, yeah. It, I, I'm sure there's a bunch of stuff that goes into it. Mm-hmm. This is a fun kind of fact, though, about him. So I said he did some work for Mad Magazine. He ultimately actually did, a, like, 60 different pieces that he contributed to the magazine. Yeah. Um, and one of them was in the summer of 1960 that a lot of people, which is, like, the vaguest saying ever, a lot of people, but... It either anticipated or helped inspire the boom of, like, adult coloring books. Oh. Yeah, so, yeah, the Casper, the friendly ghost creator to thank for adult coloring books. <laughs> I mean, that's cool, though. Those are really no, right yeah. now. The way you said adult, I thought it was going to be something sexy. No, it's no, just... No, that is what I mean. <laughs> that is what I mean. Like, the horny what? coloring books. Yeah. Because he did the a piece for Mad Magazine. Books. You haven't seen these? I mean, I've seen the ones that say, like, fuck, but in fancy writing and stuff. No, there's horny coloring books. Are you looking for them now? <laughs> You're like, where are my horny coloring books? 
So he made horny coloring books. He made not no just the ones that say fuck on them. No, he didn't make them. He he <laughs> made he made a piece for Mad Magazine in the summer of 1960 that either anticipated or helped inspire the boom of these coloring books. So he was like the the forefather, the Odin. I'm the all father of not familiar with these horny coloring books. Well, be thank count yourself lucky. They're pretty I'm just dumb. Gonna Google that while you're. Um, he also began like starting in the '60s. He was writing and publishing books. He wrote like over 80 titles just himself, which is insane. Wow, 80. I know most of the books were for children, um, but he did have some adult titles, and not this. This adult is not in sexy quotes. This is just like adult fiction yeah um like one book this i I just had to include because it seemed very interesting just that he pulled this in this is something he chose to wrote about he wrote about a 1911 theft of the mona lisa this was an actual thing that happened and he wrote a novel about it oh wow and like proposed his own idea of there being two genuine mona lisas um if you guys want to read it it's called the day they stole the mona lisa Wow. Yeah, there was a, like, they think there was either going to be or there was a movie made about it, or, you know, a movie adaptation. Um, but yeah, he did a lot of work for Golden Press, too, who published the little Golden Books. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so he's had, like, this huge impact on children's literature that's just, like, kind of immeasurable at this point. And he ha- did sadly pass away on November 21st, 2001. Mm hmm. He was 90 years old. So oh, wow. Dude so was, he would have been, like, over 100 if he was still alive today. Or wait, no, just just under 90, because he was born 1918. So he was, like, 81 or something yeah. like that. 89. But, yeah. No, dude had a long, badass life from the sounds of it. Yeah. I feel like these war-era artists, they always have, like, they did a thing, and then they did another thing at the war, and then yeah. that led them to, like, all this other shit. Honestly, right? Like, that's how it feels a lot of the time. Yeah. And, like, that's the really interesting thing, too, is you can really tell, like, I don't know. There's certain artists that are going to be way easier to, or I guess I should say creators, that are going to be way easier to talk about just because they had a lot more staying power. Well, thinking about Dan Parent, I think he went to work for Archie, like, out of art school. Right. And is still there, like... He and he's done a ton of amazing stuff while he's there. Like I'm not oh, yeah. discrediting Dan Parent, but you know he didn't have like 85 different mini things that he did along, or maybe he did, and I just don't know what they right. all are. But right. the point is, he's been at Archie a long time, and I feel like a lot of these older artists we're talking about, they bounced around so much because all this was just getting started. Right, and they couldn't make a living probably just at one comic book. Yeah. Publisher, so they had to bounce around a lot, is my guess. It's fascinating. I think, too, like, I don't know. I, I think the industry is a big part of it, that a lot of artists are now actually being appreciated for their work. But I've, I've mentioned before on the show, I know that, like, there's some artists you just can't find any info on. Like, And they were just uncredited. Yeah. Oh, yeah. For so long. Like, like Forever. I want to really do an episode of, or a segment on Harry Lucy, but I am still like, that's going to be a long process. Like, I'm going to have to go places to do You're research. You're going to have to go, like, put, <laughs> break into big Archie headquarters 
Like, like maybe. Like, rifle through their personnel files, find that fat stack on Harry Lucy they got. You know, all, like, the perv stuff in there, and all the- <laughs> I don't know what else Harry Lucy was all like. Right, Dude was incredibly quiet. Nudies, right? Yeah, he would draw the- was it he he would send them to the anchor without their yeah. clothes on? Like and drew the them naked. Just like, Ugh. You gotta stop, man. Gotta put the clothes on him again. Harry, come on, buddy. And he's I'm like, not no, paid I... for clothes. <laughs> I'm only paid for sexy women. It's like stop that. <laughs> yeah. So we'll wow. we'll try and hit them all eventually, but this is gonna be it's gonna be there a process. Are quite a few, yeah. Yeah. I started looking into Bob White a little bit more because I want to. Yeah, because he did the art for that one, right? Yeah, exactly. He did the art for that one, and he's also our Cosmo the Merry Martian man. So we've got to dive into that guy at some point. But there's, again, very little out there about Bob White. My ultimate resources are um, Lambic, the Comiclopedia, Obituaries. Um, and Wikipedia sometimes has stuff, but even that's very spotty. Yeah, I feel like Wikipedia's gotta be, like, the big boys. And then you get into, like, the ones that don't have name recognition, Wikipedia's like, oh? It's got, like, a page for them, but it's like, Bob White drew for Archie Comics, and then, like, that's it. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, Mm, The reference is, like, an Archie comic. Right, exactly. (laughs) It says Bob White at the bottom. Exactly, I know. So I'm like, okay. It's it's fascinating. So I'm looking forward to getting deeper and deeper into this well. Yeah. So Ezra. Mm. Megan. Do you want a Yahoo? I would love a Yahoo. Do you have uh, another Archie Yahoo for me? I do have an Archie Yahoo for you. Oh. Now, this is also from a decade ago. Fuck yeah, it dude. It seems like there a decade ago was a lot of Archie questions on Yahoo. What was happening a decade ago? Did Riverdale just come out or something? That can't be ten years old. Uh, I mean, aren't they like eight seasons in or something? Oh, maybe they're getting there. I don't know. Who knows? Um, It's impossible to know. So this is from a decade ago. I think that that's probably when Yahoo Answers was relevant. That's true. Just people asked about everything. (sighs) Sorry, I just keep seeing things on the sidebar that are um. Not not this question, but... So, Anonymous asked this question, and they yes. said, Is Archie, in parentheses, comic books, a polygamist? Oh. He loves both Betty and Veronica. He's not, he not a polygamist. He's always trying to have both of them and balancing his relationship with them. Not mm-hmm. to mention Cheryl, who is like his third wife when she comes along. That's exactly what I'd call her. A pick of the three together, and there's a link that does lead to nothing. <laughs> um, update. First link was bad, I see. Here's another pick, then. This one also leads to nothing. Update. So, Thir- second pick was also bad. <laughs> Sucks for you, I guess. did work ten years ago, but they have since been rerouted, and they both were like, page not found. Wow. I love that shit. And, okay. um... Is that it, it, no more That's info? That's the question. He does spell Cheryl wrong. How do they spell that? With an S-H. Oh, okay. That's fair. And, kind uh, of. I mean, is it? It's a comic book. He clearly yeah. has seen the name Cheryl written down before. Maybe someone reads these comics out loud to him. Maybe he only knows it through this podcast from the past. <gasps> yes. Or he was a, a far seer and he just watched all of the seasons of Riverdale in his head. Yeah. And so he only ever heard 
her name said out loud. Uh-huh. That sounds Oh, right. wait, but they probably don't fuck in that one. Well, I guess they don't fuck in the comics either, <laughs> but... I mean, Archie and Cheryl probably don't... I don't think they get together ever in Riverdale, do they? Uh, no, I think she's gay. Yeah. Um... Okay. Well... Is Archie a polygamist? This is There's one my answer. TED Talk. Oh. Uh, nah. Well, don't need to do that. He just treats Betty like crap. She's his spare when Veronica doesn't work out. That's about as insightful as... Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's harsh, but true, you know? Now, I, would say... I feel like we've talked about this before. Mm-hmm. I don't think polygamist is the right word. Now, what is the definition of polygamist, actually? Isn't that more to do with getting married? I think that's what that is. Because polyamory is when you, like, are amorous with multiple people. Right, so polygamy polygamy was like a dude that married multiple women. It specifically just the custom or practice of having more than one wife or husband at the same time. Okay, so it's not gender specific, but it is marriage specific. Yes, Archie's not married ta- to yeah. any of these women. What the fuck is your problem, Yahoo guy? It's so he's probably um I mean, he's just more of a shitbag than a polygamist. Yes. <laughs> you know? Cuz it's not like it's clearly not consensual with Betty and Veronica that he's with these other girls. No, it is informed though. Like they are they aware do. of it. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Like, that's the thing, too. It's like, okay, at what point is this also on them? Because they have been doing this literal same thing for 80 years. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, there's probably, like, at least one year cumulatively where they've been like, fuck Archie. Yeah, that's true. Not at once ever, but, like, you know, when Betty was like, I'm gonna date Adam, and everyone was like, who the fuck is Adam? And then... After a month, she stopped, and... They've completely forgot about him? Yeah. Veronica does the same thing, though. She dates Reggie a lot. Betty doesn't really date other people. Like, Um, she has dated other people, but she doesn't consistently date other people in the way that Veronica and Archie both do. No. Well, because it it seems like Archie and Veronica both have the, like, notches on the bedpost kind of mentality when it comes to dating. And then Betty just, like, legitimately cares for people. So she just really is stuck with two of the worst humans alive for that. So in this same Harry Lucy book that I pulled my comic from, they had another one that I really liked, but I don't think there's any way I could talk about it, like, as a, a segment that wouldn't be terrible. Because it's one of those comics where, like, the gag is that there's almost no text. Oh, I see. It's Archie and Veronica in love, and they just, throughout this entire comic, Archie and Veronica are the only words ever used. Really? Oh. So it's, like, Archie and Veronica, like, staring into each other's eyes, and they're like, Archie, Veronica... Oh. And then they leave, and then Veronica sees a girl walk by, and she's like, Archie? And then she turns, and Archie's, like, oogling the girl. Of course. And he's like, Veronica! And then oh it just God. goes on like this forever, where Veronica, like, rips up his picture, and then Betty moves in on Archie, and then Reggie moves in on Veronica, and then they both go <laughs> go out oh on a God. date to get, like, with each then other. They, 
They all move one part space to the left. And then Veronica and Archie are both sad that they're not with each other, and Veronica starts crying, and then they're sitting next to each other at the restaurant, and they see each other, and then they're dating again. What about Betty and Reggie? Yeah, exactly, which I think ties in quite appropriately with this fucking polygamy question. Yeah. <laughs> because oh, they're man, both mid-date. Like, <laughs> Archie is sitting next to Betty, and she's like, Archie? And he says, Veronica. Oh my god. <laughs> meanwhile, the same thing happens with Reggie and Veronica. <laughs> oh my god. Except she screams Archie, like, while crying. And then of he course. hears her I and turns around. Her. Oh my god. And then they're like, oh. It's terrible. It's terrible. And this also appears to be, they're at Pops, but it's like a fancy restaurant, because... <laughs> Wait, what? Reggie is wearing a suit. Oh, no. No, I think they just left Pops to go to... A f- they left the fancy restaurant to go to Pops, maybe. Okay. I don't know why else okay. Reggie would wear a suit at Pops. I see. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so they just mid-date dumped their dates to date each other. Real fucking class acts, you guys. <laughs> Yeah. You really and, know like, how to treat ends, your lovers well. It ends with Betty and Reggie, like, fuming at the counter at Pops, and he's like, ooh, Pop is like, ooh, what's wrong with these kids? Why are and they Betty's, so mad? Maybe Betty's going, Archie, and Reggie's she is. going, that is exactly what's happening. Is that what's happening? Like, and there's, like, fucking... anger lines above them, you know, mm-hmm. the, like, scribbly anger lines. No, of course, yeah. Yeah. You don't get anger lines, Megan? No, I do. <laughs> oh, there they are. Yeah. So wow, that's why I, that Harry comic... Lucy liked his silent comics. Yeah, honestly, huh? I mean, it's definitely a thing. Like that comic where Betty only says "ooh" the whole time. I hate oh, that one. Oh God, the sandal one. <laughs> the sandals. They're I awful. Hate ugly that. sandals too. Yeah, they're like knee high, like leather strappy gladiator sandals basically yeah yeah and it's a it's a rough art style too that one yeah that's not my favorite and i don't want to bash an artist i just it's not my preference it's just not mine it's not for me man oh wow <laughs> i didn't think we'd so get a yahoo today a polit- polygamist? no he sucks that's the answer Okay. He's just an asshole. Wow, I think we could actually answer any question about Archie with that. <laughs> no, he's an asshole. Yeah, he just sucks. Unless the question is, accurate. is Archie an asshole? And then it would be, yes, he's an asshole. Yes, yeah, exactly. We've got this shit figured out, man. Man, infinite episodes now. We can just answer <laughs> questions. What is if that's Archie just the title for this yes. one? Yes. Just is Archie, Archie is an, an asshole? asshole. Oh, that yeah. works, too. Archie is an asshole. I don't know there if Apple go. wants me to put swears in the title. Yeah, is there some like weird monetization about that or something? I think they might get something? mad about that. Mm. Uh, you can do asterisk, asterisk, asterisk. <laughs> oh, I hole. could do. I could do the dollar signs. Oh, there you go. Mm. At dollar sign, dollar sign hole. <laughs> really, really subtle. Fuck yeah, dude. Archie is Fucking a class sick. hole. Oh. I just need to re- mention again the fact that. This will be in my part of my plug for the outro, <laughs> but I just need to plug the fact that I recently watched all five Shrek movies with my girlfriend. <laughs> we just talked about this. You all in need to go watch. I know. Right Everyone now. needs to watch all five Shrek movies right now because they're all very good. <laughs> 
Yes. And That's then he my... punched his microphone. <laughs> I'm so excited about these fucking Shrek movies, dude. God. Okay, you've got to tie Shrek into Archie before you can plug that. Um, oh boy. <laughs> There's got to be an Archie-Shrek crossover, right? Uh... There's this whole thing about... Oh boy, I, I really don't know, man. <laughs> if you I, can't come up the, with a real tie-in, you have to go write a crossover fanfiction. Okay. And post it before I post this episode. It will be Shrunk and <laughs> Archie are in love. Shrunk? It'll be... No, okay, so this will be what it is. It's going to be Archie and Jughead are super excited to go see the new movie Shrunk. Uh, because yes. we can't obviously can't do Shrek, but yeah. they're really excited to go see it. But then like something goes wrong, so they can't. But then they meet Shrunk. So it's okay. <laughs> they meet Shrunk. <laughs> okay, we're right. Oh no, that. wait. They're at, they're going to a Halloween party, mm -hmm. and they're like, God, I wish <laughs> I, I could have seen the going. new Shrunk movie yesterday. And then they get to the Halloween party. And they see a guy in a great trunk costume, and they're like, wow, what a great costume that guy has. They're talking about it all night, and then the next day, Veronica's like, nobody had a trunk costume, what do you mean? I would never allow a trunk costume. No, she can't say it explicitly. They just have to look at each other and then be like, could that mean no, no? Shrunk it's, can't be real. He's it was an ogre. Sh shrunk the ogre. <laughs> it couldn't uh, really be Shrunk, could it? And then they both look at the camera, and in the background you see Shrunk winking from behind a bush. <laughs> no, he does the like thing where he pulls the page up and he's on the next page. Yeah, he's like, that'll do. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. Oh god. Very well. Very good. Archie comic artists, make it happen. What's mm -hmm. wrong, Archie? Will, I will write that. That will hopefully happen. Yep. Okay. So, <laughs> you can find us all over the internet, including now probably Rule 34, where <laughs> there's Shrek and Archie DeviantArt. Yes. Um, but the main place to find us is our website. Um, that is RiverdaleHighAV.club. That's yep. got everything on it. Our Twitter, our Instagram, our Facebook, our email. Our episodes, links to, uh, is it our Pod Chaser account? Yes, and I actually wanted to mention while we were talking about that, we recently got a review on Pod Chaser. It's so exciting, and I wanted to say thank you very much to Scruffy because it was the nicest, most wonderful review, and I read yes. it at work, and I like had to hold back tears. I was so touched. So thank you very much. For your incredible was, review that yes. I immediately texted to everyone I know. Yes. I got that text and was on vacation and was so excited that I, like, ran into the room and showed my girlfriend. I definitely had to, like, rack my brain if there was someone <laughs> I know who wrote it, like, to... Because it just literally was everything that... <laughs> if I paid someone to write a review, this is what it would have said. Yeah, so, basically. I was like, this, this kid... I, I can't think of anyone who could have written this. And my this wife can't was be like, just no, a stranger. It, it was a stranger. Yeah. The listener. So, so thank you so much. so much. It was really exciting. Yes. It meant a and lot. You too could make me cry at work. Listeners, if you write a nice review, or a yeah. mean one, but please don't. I was kidding. <laughs> 
Yeah. <laughs> Make Stick with me happy Rorschach. Take that one out. Uh. Don't say that. Uh, Megan's super tough, and only <laughs> the nice reviews make her cry. That's true, And yeah. anything mean will just make her even stronger. So Those fuck anger lines will appear. Yeah. She'll just get even fucking cooler and better, so... <laughs> Thank you. Well, okay. Maybe also then I won't say that because then they'll (laughs) do me and want to take it cooler and better. But it will happen. (laughs) Don't put any mean reviews. The end. (laughs) If you like our podcast, leave us a nice review on Podchaser or your favorite podcast app. Yes. That's a good way of putting it. And if you like pina coladas and (laughs) getting caught in the rain. See, I liked it to Shrek. Um, That's good. Then... (laughs) Then um, just made no, a I, don't, I don't have anything else Ezra. more than that. Okay. Well, although isn't that song about cheating on your partner? And so Archie does that all the time. And there, there we go. go. There we go. Okay, we did it. We can go home now, everybody. <laughs> um, this has been uh, a blast as you always. No, you keep talking. Uh-huh. I'm going to sing uh-huh. behind you. Okay. Um, this has been a blast, as always, and we loved having you guys join us. Like Megan said, uh, please send us a good review or just... What? <laughs> I don't know the lyrics after the first... You're the one who insisted on singing it. <laughs> I didn't insist on you calling me out when I improvised. <laughs> yes, right. and, well, Ezra. Yes, and. This has been... Uh, Riverdale High AV Club. I have been Ezra. And I have been Megan. And we will see you at the Chocolate Shop. Bye! Bye! Charlie is like trying to destroy a piece of cardboard on the floor and I'm gonna oh throw God. this tiny dragon at her. <laughs> she did not she was not disturbed by the tiny dragon at all. Of course. Bounced right off her.